What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. To the uh, starting lineup here on ESPN Radio 98.9, the uh, game. And what's happening out there? This is the starting lineup. Travis Sparks hanging out with you. And look who's back in hey. the uh, studio. That's right. We have Eric Fry back live here in uh, the uh, studio. So welcome back. Live in living color. Live in living color for sure uh, here a big time. So a big day here. We got uh, lots of sports takes for Eric to unleash. He's probably got about a good four days yeah. of sports takes to uh, unleash uh, here at some point. So uh, whatever Eric wants to talk about today is what we're going to do. Okay. It's the Eric show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're starting with NASCAR. Oh, well. Uh, Went back and forth, NASCAR or live? Yeah, keep going. Yikes. Well, okay, then uh, we won't exactly uh, do what exactly Eric wants to do, but we will let him get to uh, NASCAR uh, yes. stuff uh, later yes. on in the uh, podcast. I know he's been working on uh, some things uh, for that, so yes. uh, we won't start off with that first, but uh, we will uh, get to that a little bit later. Though. We are five days away from action on a track, Travis. Five days away? Five days from the Clash. The Clash is this Sunday. Really? Yeah. Which hmm. means this Friday we'll have NASCAR pick them back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> NASCAR pick them. I'll have to do my research. Then. You will. Oh, man. Now, remember, we decide the exhibition races, you can pick someone you've already picked. So this won't count as using up a guy. So whole field is open. Ah, gotcha. All right. So uh, that's something to look forward to uh, later yeah. in uh, the week. And I'll have to do my research right now. I'll have to go <laughs> at some point and do that. Uh, we also have some uh, local sports to uh, talk about. We have some a couple of games got in uh, last night and uh, some games got uh, postponed and uh, canceled. We'll tell you about those games and the rescheduled games. And we'll tell you what we have on the schedule that we know of uh, for tonight's action. And uh, so that's coming up in 
the local sports. Uh, we also got some college basketball to take a look at. I didn't take a look at the polls uh, yesterday, but we'll take a look at those. And the Illini, they're already back in action uh, tonight. They're up against Nebraska this evening there in uh, Champaign, so we'll hit up on that. And we also have an assistant coach is coming back on the program. That's right. It's going to be Liddyville once again, and we'll talk about uh, that hiring uh, coming up in a little bit in that Illini segment in college basketball. Got some NBA to get to, NHL, and we'll also get to uh, some NFL stuff as well, as I'm sure Eric's got some stuff to say about the uh, NFL takes that yep. he's been uh, waiting to uh, talk about. So we'll, we'll get to that at some point as well. And also yesterday, I think it was yesterday, that the uh, Cardinals made it official yesterday yeah, about the announcement that. of uh, Chip Carey being announced as the official play-by-play guy there for Bally Sports Midwest. So. Uh, we'll take a look at that and uh, whatever we don't get to here in the trust hour, we'll get to into the podcast in some sort of a fashion. So, of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. All righty, we set the table and let's go and let's get off and running here on this Tuesday, last day of the month, January 31st, 2023. So let's hit it up and let's get to first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we are starting off in the NBA uh, from uh, last night. And it is a, a big-time uh, performance from a big-time uh, player. And uh, that's uh, Luka Doncic as he goes off uh, for 53 uh, uh, points in uh, the win last night against the uh, Pistons. And, hey, you know, you don't poke the bear as apparently him and assistant coach there with the Pistons were chirping at each other. And what was that assistant coach going to do? He can't come out on the floor and uh, guard Luka. And so he ended up uh, poking the bear a little bit. And, well, he got the horns because Luka dropped the 53 on Detroit last night in the win. Yeah, and he was chirping at the uh, the coach while he was doing it. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like Luka showing a little personality. Uh, yeah, I mean, he does uh, He does have one. And he has uh, been expressed some of his emotions at uh, at times on the floor, and uh, he uh, was tripping at a drone Allen, uh, the assistant coach there for the uh, Pistons, and uh, Luca guy ended up getting the uh, final word uh, there after scoring uh, 53 points, and it continued on throughout the entire game uh, with uh, drone Allen uh, there, and he said, I mean, this is what Luca said, uh, I mean, since the first quarter he was chirping, uh, you know, I'll chirp back from the first quarter. He was chirping. I don't want to say the words. I have no problem with that. It's basketball. It's uh, It gets me going for sure. And that's exactly uh, what he did. He glared back at Allen for most of his baskets in the first quarter when the Mavs were uh, playing offense in front of the Detroit bench. And Luka ended up scoring 24 points. That's a good night. It was in the first quarter he scored 24 points, and it was like 24 of the 30 
uh, Mavs points in the opening quarter. He was seven for eight, uh, shooting on several occasions. Doncic talked trash to Allen while jogging back on defense. That happened many more times throughout the game as Doncic tied Dirk Nowitzki's uh, record for the second highest scoring performance in franchise history, ta- trailing only uh, Luca's own 60-point performance on December 27th, and that was an OT win over the uh, Knicks. And so, uh, Luca. Battling with the assistant coach there and uh, dropping 53 on the team. And, you know, it's the assistant coach's fault, and he's the only one to blame. Yeah. Because if not, Luca probably wouldn't have used that extra motivation, that extra fuel to uh, drop 53 on the team. And I, like I said, I loved it. Like, I loved it. Any time, you know, he is – I don't want to say the best – but he is at least within the top five best players in playing in the NBA right now. There is oh, no sure. arguing that. And you can make an argument saying he is the best. But I, I don't want to I don't want to classify the best because you got so many parameters on what makes someone the best player. So mm. I'll say he is definitely easily within the top five. Why in the world would you give one of the top five players in the league extra motivation to come out and beat you? Yeah. That's like the people who used to chirp at Jordan. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. He's already motivated enough to beat you. Don't give him more to make you look silly, too. Right. Yeah, and during that last dance documentary, we saw some of the, the small reasons that, that Jordan uh, was given, and, you know, with uh, George Carl not shaking his hand the night before an NBA yep. Finals game. Yep. Oh, well, I'm just going to drop as many points as I possibly can on you. And so he did just that. So uh, the extra, the great players just find that a little bit of extra motivation. They, they don't, like you said, they don't need a lot of it, but they need that little extra. And that's exactly uh, what happened last night. Now, Dwayne Casey got a downplay. He said, it's a bunch of nothing, a bunch of nothing. We've seen worse. Remember, I coached Gary Payton and Kevin Garnett. So that tonight was zero as far as chirping. I liked it. I thought it was, it really got us going, and that's the way it should be uh, with competitive guys. Doncic is competitive as heck. I love the way he plays, the way he carries himself, and I love the way our guys responded. They weren't intimidated, so it's all good. It was clean, nothing dirty at all about it. He said it's uh, good if that's what he needs to get himself going and tell himself, but he doesn't need any help. He's a great player without all the other stuff, but it is what it is. That sounds like a coach who lost. and (laughs) Yeah, he sounds like a coach that just got 53 dropped on his team. Right. Like (laughs) I don't know what else he was supposed to say there. I wouldn't have talked to the media about that specifically. I would have just been like, yep, he came out and played a much better game than, you know, we didn't play well defensively. Keep it on you. But eh. Eh, now, since we have a moment here, Travis, and we're talking about Luca, mm-hmm. I do want to say, first of all, he's been in the league five years. He was drafted yeah. in 2018. He is still 25 years old. He's going to turn 25 in February. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. absurd. Yeah, it is. And the Mavericks were ideal to pick him up. In that draft, in the trade for Trey Young, they will be the winners. Mm-hmm. You know, those two careers will always be linked, just like Sam Bowie and 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 Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Sam Bowie, but either way, it tells you what you need to know. Their careers will always be linked together, and right now Dallas is winning because Luca is incredible, and they have him signed through the end of the twenty-seven season. He's going to be around for four more years in Dallas. 
Mm -hmm. That is absurd. You were right on the money with that. It was Sam Bowie. Ah, yes. Don't doubt yourself. I always do. Don't second guess yourself. I always do. So, yeah, I I think Dallas still needs some pieces around him. And that's the one thing I feel bad about for Luka is as great of a player he is, he's having to do everything because he has no one around him. Mm. And the Mavs need to get some pieces around him. Otherwise, they're going to be a four to eight seed every year and just kind of there in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But, man, he is, like I said, he's a top five player. And he doesn't get talked about in the same breath as a Giannis, as a LeBron, as a Joel Embiid. Like, of these great players that are playing now because his team's always just there. Mm-hmm. And he does fundamentally great things, but he doesn't do anything super flashy. Like, right. there's no Luka highlight real dunks. Yeah. If there's it's a video really of that dunker. out there, I'm sure it's not longer than five minutes. Yeah, I don't think he's a dunker at all. No. And so that's not talked about. But he's also not a Steph Curry draining threes from half court. Mm-hmm. He does the little things right. Yeah. And I think that makes him, like I said, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. He's the best player in the NBA. All around player in the NBA. I mean, it's pretty easy to say after he drops 53. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he doesn't just do it point-wise. He, he gets rebounds. He'll get you assists. And, again, he's playing on a – the only one who I'll make an argument for is Jokic. Because he's really playing yeah. on a team with nobody. And the fact that he still almost averages a triple-double every year is so impressive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, last night, Luka, man, he, he – again, give him his respect. He's never mentioned an MVP can, you know, talked about or anything like that. Yeah, not really. I think that sometimes he has gone through some injuries, I think, when it comes down to the MVP uh, conversation. And, you know, what puts him over the top is the the Mavs. They don't really have very much postseason uh, success. I think that holds him back a little bit from that uh, upper echelon uh, conversation sometimes. Uh, but uh, he does have uh, the most 50. He joined some elite company with a bunch of 50-point games, mm-hmm. uh, age 23 or younger. Uh, he recorded his fifth career 50-point game on Monday. Uh, he tied for the second most among players before their 24th birthday. Uh, Rick Barry had seven 50-point uh, games, and he's tied with uh, Will Chamberlain and LeBron James with uh, five there uh 50 point games before the age of 23 and i'll I, i'll narrow it down even more travis luca is the fourth player in the last 50 years to record four 50 point performances in a season before february joining jordan kobe and james harden the latter of who accomplished the feat three different times mm-hmm. yeah so, so and company. he's coming off of being injured he went out right. three minutes into the last game mm-hmm yeah. Imagine, and he even said post game. Said obviously I'm not 100, percent but yeah, it's good. It's not even Did some 100%. good work, man. If he was 100, percent he put down 75. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even 100. percent Not even 100. percent I was just all right. <laughs> yeah, Luca just had an all right yeah. night last night. It was all right. Point performance for Luca, and they needed every bit of that 53 point performance because they did trail by 11 at one point in the uh, third quarter. And uh, so uh, Luca gets the best of the assistant coach there for Detroit, and the Mavs end up picking the win 111 to 105. Not only that, you coach on Detroit, right? Which is 
the, if not one of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. have to talk about? Yeah. 13 and 39 Detroit yeah. is this season. What do you have to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot. I don't know what else he could have been saying to uh, Luca, but uh, whatever he did, he needed that little extra motivation. That's what Luca did uh, last night. And uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's talk some uh, local sports. And didn't have a lot of the games that happened last night, but we did have a, a couple. And then we'll tell you about some other games that were supposed to happen last night uh, that were rescheduled for uh, later dates. And uh, the schedule that we know of for uh, tonight coming up here on the Star Line. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. It's the final days to save big store-wide at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Right now, get deals on select major appliances and take home what you buy same day. And save an additional 10% on all in-store clearance appliances. Plus, get savings on even more items across the store, like up to 40% off select bathroom products. Hurry and head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Exclusions apply. While supplies last, selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Valid 126 through 28. Why do challenge flags only exist in football? Think how useful they'd be in real life. Like when you're positive it's not your turn to walk the dog. Challenge flag. The neighbor's kid says it wasn't their ball that dented your car door. Challenge flag. Your friend paid you back, but you definitely don't remember that. Boom. Challenge flag. Imagine settling a disagreement with an instant replay. Why isn't the world like that? I guess it's because it's technically impossible. But it's nice to dream about. You know one thing no one would ever challenge? Protecting your home and auto with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. This needs to go to Parkville by 3. Joy to the holiday packages that keep coming at Jimenez Couriers. Coming your way, but the drop-off location is changing. She needs delivery drivers with the gift of punctuality. Anyone looking to pick up some overtime? Anyone? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. And now, I mean, I didn't have the hate for Ohio State that I do now. Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin are all dead to me. Michigan? The starting lineup. I'm okay with Michigan over those three. On 98.9 The Game. Indiana, Wisconsin, Ohio State are the three worst Big Ten schools. Can't believe you left out Michigan.
welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9 of the uh, game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on uh, this uh, Tuesday, last day of the month. Let's take a look at uh, the action uh, that occurred uh, last night. Only a couple of uh, games last night due to uh, some uh, schools canceling due to the uh, weather and ice yesterday and last night as uh, last night a couple games in high school girls basketball as it was uh, Cumberland coming away with the win over Martinsville 57-19. to uh, Cumberland jumped out to the early lead. They led 17-7 to uh, seven after one uh, half of or one quarter of play, and then they continued that on in the second uh, quarter as they took a 37 to 9 lead into halftime, and then they would obviously go on to a cruise to the win. Uh, Kaylin Shoemaker led the way for the Pirates. She had uh, 14, and also uh, it was uh, Becker with 12 and Martinez with 12 points as well. And Carr gets into double figures as well with 10 points for the uh, Pirates picking up the uh, win and also uh, won the game uh, against uh, Mattoon and Olney. It was Mattoon uh, picking up the win over Olney. 53-44 to uh, 44 was the final there in uh, that game. And that was it. That was the only things uh, that happened uh, last night. Uh, St. Anthony and North Clay, they were supposed to play. And uh, they originally, uh, the game kind of changed throughout the entire day. Originally, it was supposed to be just a varsity only. And then it eventually uh, got to a postponement as it's been postponed until uh, Saturday. And that game is at 11 a.m. So it should uh, start at there at February 4th there in uh, North Clay. Uh, Brownstown St. Elmo and a CHBC were supposed to play. That game had been uh, postponed until uh, February 8th. And we also had a Totopolis and a Martyr Day. Uh, that had just been uh, straight uh, canceled due to some travel issues for uh, Breeze, a modern day yeah. uh, there. Uh, Robinson and Dietrich, uh, they were supposed to play, but that game has been uh, postponed, and uh, they're going to try to fit that uh, game in uh, tonight, uh, but we'll see what happens there. And uh, Pena and Newton also was just uh, straight canceled uh, as well, and uh, so those are some of the the schedule changes that I saw. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of those – reasonings you know why those some of those were just straight cancels because we're getting close to the end of the season you yep. are running out of time and if they're non-conference games they're not nearly as important to make up as those conference games right uh yeah exactly so we only got a few games left in the mm-hmm. high school girls basketball regular season so yeah you're absolutely yep. right there just about some of the straight cancellations uh we'll tell you what we have on the docket uh for tonight and uh last night also in a junior high of boys basketball in uh seventh grade as these were the uh sectionals as it was 1a newton state thomas defeated a champagne a judiah christian and uh Pena sacred heart defeated carrollton st john as well, uh, St. Thomas forty-six to thirty-two, and Painted Sacred Heart forty-seven to twenty-two in those games. Mm, there you go. So uh, they advance on, mm-hmm. and they advance on to a uh, state and uh, Class Two A. Dietrich won over Nokomis. Yeah, I was at St. Elmo. It was uh, thirty-nine to twenty-one. There they beat Nokomis twenty-three and two. Now are the Dietrich moving Maroons on the season? Yeah, having a great season there, mm-hmm. and they advance on, and so did the Topless as well, <laughs> as they defeated uh, Red Hill there at the uh, Paris Mayo. 
uh, sectional. Yes, 39-21. They got the win to Topless now 26-2 and on the season as well. Yeah, having a great season. So yep. uh, they all advanced on to a postseason play. So uh, good luck to them. And then in 4A, uh, Mom at Seymour, the only representative of our area, they fell to Rochester 61-23, to Travis. Rochester 26-0 and on the year. Wow. 61 points in junior high is yeah. very impressive. 61 points That's really in good. seventh grade yeah. is really great. That's really good. There, So, man, really putting up the the points yes. there, filling it up. So uh, that was a look at what happened in junior high uh, from uh, last night. This Saturday will be those uh, state tournaments, um, and we'll tell you more about that on Friday. But you do have to get your tickets uh, at GoFan. Uh, for that ticket information. So, uh, but right. again, we will we'll tell you when everyone's playing and where they're playing at uh, coming up a little bit later on in the week. Right, gotcha. And I know that uh, Altamont uh, seventh grade, Altamont Lutheran uh, seventh grade team will be at state this weekend mm-hmm. uh, as well. That we'll tell you about coming up uh, later on. Uh, games going on uh, tonight as uh, scheduled uh, for uh, tonight. We got uh, Mulberry Grove at CHBC, uh, Dietrich against uh, St. Elmo, uh, North Clay is at Nioga, Topless is hosting Newton, uh, Winds Two Straws at Pena, Tuscola at uh, St. Teresa, Centennial at Mattoon, uh, Paris hosting uh, LaSalle Academy, uh, Charleston is at Olney, uh, Tri County is at Arcola, and the two games that we have. Uh, uh, scheduled uh, for our networks is a uh, Saragordo uh, against uh, Cumberland, and that game's going to be on uh, WCRA there. So, uh, yep. Cumberland Pirates coming off a third place in the conference tournament in double overtime, double OT against Saragordo. So let's do it again, round two, very right next back. game. You get to uh, host Saragordo, and talking to Coach post game, he said, "On one hand, it's good because I think we wore each other out, and we pulled out every bag of tricks that we could <laughs> in this game, so there's not much left to hide." But he said, "On another thing, it's bad because we won, and so you know that Saragordo is going to be gunning for a victory to come back." Sure. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that should be a, a fun one up in Cumberland, uh, and you can hear it on WCRA. Right, and uh, as we uh, know uh, right now, Altma is uh, supposed to be at Flora, yes. uh, but this game uh, currently is up in the air right now as we talk to you. Yes, because uh, Flora schools, basically, if you are scheduled to play a Flora school, a North Clay school, or a Newton school, those are the three schools in our area, as far as high school goes, that have canceled for today. Mm-hmm. So their sports schedules are kind of up in the air as of right now at 11.26 a.m. So uh, uh, North Clay was having an e-learning. E-learning, day, yes, so yes. Know. But but no in-person right. attendance. So uh, those are the only three schools I would look at in the area that are kind of up in the air for sure. That doesn't mean more won't be up in the air, but those are the ones I would say for sure are up in the air, um, right. and we'll hopefully know more as the day goes on. But, yes, we're planning on d- covering that game over on 105.5, Jack FM later tonight. All right, yeah, so uh, definitely uh, stay tuned, and uh, we'll know more about that as the afternoon goes along. I think we can guarantee something, though, Travis. What's that? We will have a basketball game over on 105.5, Jack FM. We will exactly. It's a what game? It'll what game be. will it be? 
<laughs> we'll uh, we'll decide here in a couple hours. They're supposed to have a phone call to talk it, it over, uh, whether that game is going to be possible or not. And uh, like you said, as of right now, Altamont versus uh, Flora over on uh, Jack FM and boys basketball. We also have some girls uh, basketball action uh, tonight as well. Uh, FEM is at uh, Charleston. Uh, Sandoval is at CHBC. Uh, Dietrich makes, making up that game with uh, Robinson. Marshall is at Arthur. Uh, Winchester Two Straws at uh, Tuscola. And a Mattoon at a Taylorville. And also with Topless. They're going to be coming to town. That's right. They're coming to Altamont. And they're going to be in Altamont uh, there this evening. So uh, that one uh, should be uh, pretty fun because mm-hmm. not every day. I haven't really uh, talked to a lot of people about it, but not too often Topless comes back to uh, Altamont yeah. uh, since they left the NTC. And uh, usually uh, they schedule uh, this game during the boys NTC tournament, and it always has to be played at T-Town due to the gym being used by the conference tournament. But we got it uh, tonight there in Altamont. And uh, if uh, we, uh, as we know, Altamont versus Florida boys basketball on uh, Jack, but who knows if uh, that game doesn't happen, could be doing a game in Altamont tonight with mm-hmm. uh, Altamont and T-Town. We'll just have to uh, – I'll just have to see how that uh, meeting goes with the two schools there. So uh, definitely uh, stay tuned to uh, the website. We'll definitely uh, put that on there of uh, which game that we will be at uh, tonight, uh, later today, as soon as we uh, find out there. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's uh, take a break and uh, let's talk about some uh, college basketball next as the Illini are back on the hardwood uh, this evening and we'll take a look at the uh, college basketball polls that came out and we'll talk about the uh, new running backs coach there for uh, the uh, fighting Illini on the football side. Coming up next here on the Starting Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? You know what? Why bother asking? I think you know who's there. It's one of two guys. It's the pizza guy or it's the Chinese food guy. Because those two guys are the only guys who deliver. Am I right? Well, the food delivery guys are not the only ones that will deliver. Having computer problems and need help? Worth Computer Repair can help with everything from cleanup, virus removal, printer installation and hookup to a complete computer setup. And they'll come to your home. If they have to take it with them, they'll offer you a loaner so you won't skip a beat on the World Wide Web. Worth Computer Repair. Call 618-292-1002. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. Actual Pi customer. As a small business, we're always looking for ways that we can offer the quality product and get some cost savings. Meet Michelle from J.J. Fister Distilling Company, a small business in California. When looking for workers' comp coverage tailored to the company's needs, she discovered Pi Insurance. We heard about Pi Insurance being geared for a small business, gave Pi a call, and ended up switching. Is your small business overpaying for workers' comp insurance? See how much you can save at IWantPi.com. Plus, with pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll. 
which means no additional bill if your business grows. We saved about 30% off of our workers' comp insurance when we switched to Pi. It's as easy as Pi to get the savings you deserve. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote in three minutes at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now, so we teased it all show. Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will uh, have to stick around next week. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center. The Blues lost a two-goal lead in the third period and route to a 4-2 loss to the Winnipeg Jets up in Canada. The Blues led 2-0 in the final frame before giving up four straight goals to end the game. St. Louis remains sixth place in the Central Division with 49 points and a 23-25-3 record. This loss will probably stick a little longer because their next game isn't until they play the Coyotes on February 11th. So you have 12 days to sink in that loss. Uh, as Travis mentioned, the Cardinals have officially announced their newest play-by-play announcer. The team said that Chip Carey will be the primary television announcer yesterday. Carey is a St. Louis native, and he's been announcing Braves games since 2005. His father, Skip, and grandfather, Harry, were both iconic baseball voices, with Harry announcing Cardinal games as far back as 1945. The Blues or Bulls tip off a four-game homestand with a game against the Los Angeles Clippers at the United Center tonight. Chicago is coming off a 129-109 route of the Magic on Saturday. The victory salvaged a one-and-two road trip. Chicago is 10th place in the Eastern Conference with a 23-26 record. Hockey legend Bobby Hall is dead at the age of 84. Hall was a 12-time All-Star selection, and he scored 610 goals in his career. He spent most of his career with the Blackhawks and the Jets before playing his last season with the Hartford Whalers. Hall lifted the Stanley Cup once in his storied career with Chicago back in 1961. No cause of death was given. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9 The Game. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry back with the uh, sports on our hit there. Before before we move on to Illini, Travis, I did have a question, and you're the guy I'm going to ask because you know the answer, I think. Okay. Why do the Blues not have a game till the 11th of February? Well, that is because it is the All-Star break. I thought so, but I thought the All-Star break for NHL was always around the NBA All-Star break. I thought they were close together. And so that's why I was, like, pausing for half a second. Nope, it's the All-Star game actually uh, Sunday. This Sunday? Mm-hmm. Same day as the Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Same Good. day as the Clash? Yep. Hmm. Give a little double dose for you. A little triple dose. I think it's actually... Uh, uh, Where's it see. at this year? It's in Florida. Florida. Good old mm-hmm. Florida. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. All righty. That just seems... It, 12 days seems like a big break. The middle of your year. Like the, the NBA All-Star break and like the MLB All-Star break is like three, four days. That's mm-hmm. it. 12 days seems like you have a lot of built-in empty time in your right. schedule. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Continue. Right. Yep, but that would be uh, that would be why there's such a uh, large gap there between games. Um, let's take a look at uh, some uh, college of basketball from uh, last night as uh, Virginia 
They defeated Syracuse 67-62. to uh, It was uh, Texas pulling off the win over uh, Baylor 76-71. Saw a stat this morning, Travis. That was Texas' third home win against an AP Top 15 school this year. Yeah. So, uh, turmoil in their program. Yeah. But doesn't really affect nope. them too much uh, on the court, at least, even though Apparently they not. Uh, lost to the Illini. That's true. They did. <laughs> that, that is true. And then, uh, man, oh, man, uh, Iowa State, uh, they uh, blew this game. As, uh, they lost against uh, Texas Tech 80-77 to uh, in overtime uh, was the final score there. And uh, Iowa State uh, blows a 23-point lead, I believe, is yeah. what they blew. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like one they, of the largest. This is Texas Tech's first win in conference. Like, this yeah. is just awful if you're Iowa State. How do you let this happen? All right, yeah. That's uh, uh, the night in the Big 12 for you. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, that was uh, really it from the, the Big 12 top is such 25. fluky teams. Yeah. Like, they have teams that look hot in one moment, and then they're losing to unranked teams that they should beat by 15. Well, I mean, they're a competitive conference, just like the, uh, the Big 10 uh, yeah. is and they just ended up uh, winning the uh, prestigious. I don't know if you saw this while you're away. Uh, they won the prestigious uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge. Oh, so prestigious! I think it's the last year of it. <laughs> I think how it prestigious is, right? it is! Yeah. <laughs> I think I mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. I think Missouri was the only SEC school to uh, win in that challenge. There, so that's how uh, prestigious it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what, though? You did that in football. I'd be all for it. They would sell out televisions coast to coast. Yeah. Not basketball. No. <laughs> not quite. SEC, you're not a basketball <laughs> conference. No. Not at all. They're not. Besides Missouri. Missouri this year and Kentucky most years. Yeah, most years. Are pretty pretty reliable. They kind of had a down year on the football side, too. Yeah. It was disappointing what they were hoping for, at least. Well, Travis, that's because they're a basketball school. And the quicker they realize that, the better off they'll be. Yeah, don't you remember that argument? With, oh, I remember. Uh, Coach yeah. Stoops and yep. Coach Calipari. Yep. There, they're arguing about who's something. still ranked. I think the Kentucky basketball team is ranked. No, no not anymore. All right. No. Well, they both stink. They do. They both stink. <laughs> they do. Get blue blood, blue grass. Get out of here. I mean, at one point, I think there's still a GoFundMe page for uh, people trying to raise money for Coach Cal's buyout. Oh, nice. A long way to go, though. Yeah. <laughs> Big buyout there at Kentucky uh, for them. Uh, and the game's going on tonight in the top 25. Uh, we got a number 20, uh, Clemson at Boston College, uh, Virginia Tech at number 23, Miami. Uh, this is a rematch from a game that just happened not too long ago, but uh, Kansas State and Kansas matching up. It's seven versus eight. They're at Fat Allen Fieldhouse this time around. Uh, number 24, UConn against DePaul. Vanderbilt at number 4, Alabama. West Virginia against number 15, TCU. Number 21, Indiana is at Maryland. And number 22, uh, San Diego State is against Nevada tonight in a uh, top 25 action uh, there. As uh, Speaking of the uh, top 25, hey, look at that. The coaches poll, the Illini, ranked 25. All right. But not in the AP. They are on the outside looking in there. They received 56 votes in the AP 
uh, top 25 that came out yesterday at Purdue. They stayed put after that win against Michigan State. And uh, Tennessee arises after Alabama falls to Oklahoma over the weekend. We got the Volunteers at a number two in the country right now. Uh, three is Houston, Alabama. Like I said, they lost, so they drop a couple of spots to four. Uh, Arizona moved up to five. Virginia is at six. Uh, Kansas State. Uh, let's see, they moved up or they moved down a couple of spots. I think they lost this past uh, weekend. Uh, they were at seven. Kansas there at eight. And, uh, UCLA at nine. Texas State at ten. Uh, Baylor jumped up to uh, six spots, but they're going to fall back down after that loss to Texas last night. Mm -hmm. uh, Gonzaga, they're at number 12. Iowa State, they fell one spot, but they're going to fall even more after their loss. Uh, Marquette is at number 14. TCU, they dropped four spots to 15. Xavier dropped three spots to 16. Uh, Providence at 17, they jumped up six spots. St. Mary's, a little bit of a mover there at 18. Florida Atlantic at 19. Clemson, 20. Indiana jumping up five spots to 21. San Diego State there at 22. Uh, Miami, UConn, and Auburn, they are falling in the polls. Miami down three spots to 23. UConn, they keep free falling. Well, they were just top 10 team not too long ago, but they were 24 now, dropping five spots. And uh, Auburn dropped 10 spots to 25. Hmm. Missouri is the uh, team that is knocking on the door. Uh, Charleston, they lost, so get him out of there. They dropped out in New Mexico. Also lost uh, on Monday, I think it was, or the Friday. Uh, and so they are out of the top 25. So. Right. But, uh, and I also saw a team that dropped out of the top 25 was the uh, uh, Fighting Illini women's team as uh, they beat Michigan State, uh, but then they lost to uh, Purdue the game before that. So uh, the Fighting Illini women's team out of the top 25. So uh, didn't stick around too long, but that was unfortunate. But lost to Purdue, so uh, dropped them out of it. And uh, speaking of the Fighting Illini, we're back in action uh, tonight. As uh, we just, it seems like uh, just the other day, we uh, won against Wisconsin. And we're back in action tonight. 6 o'clock will be uh, the uh, tip-off. 5 o'clock will be the broadcast, the start time, right here on 98.9 The Game. It's Nebraska and trying to sweep the season series. And, uh, oof, big a point differential here for the spread. Atlanta favored by 14.5. Ooh. That's a big number. That's a really big number, Travis. Mm. I, I would stay far away from that as I could. Right, yeah, if you want Not some... to say that the Atlanta aren't going to win, because I think sure. they will. And I have a decent feeling they'll cover, but not enough to, if I could have put entertainment on it, I would. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is difficult to have some entertainment on Illinois uh, athletics, but uh, in the Illini's last uh, six wins, they've allowed less than uh, 70 points in each of those contests. Uh, and uh, Coach Underwood and Coleman Hawkins were made available to uh, the media uh, the other day, and that's kind of what they were talking about. Uh, Nebraska, they're 3-8 and eight in Big Ten play, and we already beat them once already this season. And Matthew Meyer, of course, coming off a, a career-high 26 points in uh, uh, Saturday's effort against uh, Wisconsin. And uh, Jaden Epps also had a, a good game as well. Your guy, Jaden Epps. Yes, in the he's starting man. lineup. Yeah, Put him in the starting lineup, and you've done nothing but win. Nothing but win. Yeah, nice correlation right. uh, there. So, 
And, of course, the low output there from Terrence Shannon Jr. as he was battling some uh, foul trouble, bub. Uh, we'll see what happens tonight in uh, Champaign. We already beat uh, Nebraska once this season, and uh, they're losers of uh, four of their last five games there, as I mentioned yesterday. So, I, I, And, of course, uh, Illini winners of four of their last five. I feel very confident in this game, Travis. Sure. And, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I thought they did really well against Wisconsin as well over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Like I said, first road test. Not really a road test. Wisconsin hasn't been playing great lately. Mm-hmm. But they did what they needed to do, and they looked good doing it. Right. So. Yeah, Wisconsin took the lead there for a yep. little bit, but it wasn't yep. very, very long. They used that huge run to get back in control of the game. And tonight's a really important game for the Illini, Travis, as far as you know, getting ready for seeding in the, the Big Ten Conference and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They need to kind of try and get a win tonight here to separate themselves from the pack, so to speak. Right, yeah, it's always important. Uh, you only have 10, after this one, only 10 remaining games left until the uh, Big Ten uh, tournament. So, uh, yeah, definitely important to uh, stack the wins uh, together. Uh, Illinois stuck there at six and four mm-hmm. in the conference and fifteen and six overall. Nebraska ten and twelve overall, and like I said, three and eight in the Big Ten. And we'll see what happens uh, this evening. And any other games going on in the uh, Big Ten tonight besides that Indiana and uh, Maryland game? Uh, we also have Northwestern and Iowa. This was a makeup game from January 18th when Illini have hired a back Thad Ward as a running backs coach for the uh, football squad. Liddyville is back, baby, as uh, you know what I'm talking about there. No. You're not familiar with uh, the Meek Mill song, Liddy? No. Uh, well, I mean, just look at me. You know how big of a fan <laughs> I know with I am. the hip hop uh, you are with uh, Meek Mill on your uh, on your iPod uh, there. Uh, now, Liddyville was uh, co-founded uh, by uh, Thad Ward and Corey Patterson, so this was uh, supposed to be a mindset that they were uh, uh, when they stepped on campus. That uh, the young kids, I say, this place is lit. That means this place is good. The vibes are good. And uh, that's kind of what they tried to establish. So this is all about uh, recruiting uh, here with uh, Thad Ward. Uh, he does have uh, some connections with the uh, Chicago area, St. Louis metro area. I know Isaiah Williams with uh, Corey Patterson uh, there uh, was one of the big uh, key uh, recruits in the metro area. Also has some uh, connections with the Miami area as well so uh this was uh, really about bringing uh trying to bring back a strong recruiter uh back to uh, the uh program and so uh, i don't think that his uh, style and the liddyville mindset really uh complemented each other with uh, lovey smith's attitude towards right. recruiting and whatnot and that's the last time he was here uh he did have a previous stop uh, last season he was a wide receivers coach at kansas state he did pretty good um, he also has uh, spent some time after Illinois at Temple for a wide receiver coach and passing game coordinator uh, there uh, for that aspect. So uh, he coached at Illinois from uh, 2016 to uh, 2018. Uh, there he was here with uh, Mike Epstein's uh, freshman season. He also had some uh, work with Kendrick Foster and Reggie Corbin uh, as well. So he does have success with Reggie Corbin and Mike Epstein uh, there on his resume. And again, this is all about recruiting as well with uh, Thad Ward back on board 
or the Illini with Bad the coach. Ward back on board. Yeah, so we'll see if uh, Liddyville can make some more strong connections with the vibes that this coaching staff has. And I love what you said there about, well, his philosophy didn't fit in with recruiting of Lovey Smith, a.k.a. what recruiting that Lovey Smith did. Exactly. That's why it didn't fit in. He actually wanted to go out and recruit people. Lovey Smith's like, nah, they'll just sign here. Don't worry. Right, exactly. And it's uh, in the running back room with our guy, Caden Fagan. That's right. I uh, like it. There, So uh, we'll see how that uh, connection and combination uh, works uh, in uh, Champaign. So Liddyville. So hopefully uh, you bought some Liddyville uh, gear and swag before and have to dust it off the closet and bring it back out. I'm surprised the Colts, by the way, aren't interviewing Lovey Smith for their head coaching job. It seems like they're interviewing everybody else. So mm-hmm. surprised they haven't interviewed uh, – Coach Coach Smith. Uh, it looks like uh, we just had another cancellation for oh. high school as CHBC and Sandoval is off. Okay. Sandoval didn't have school gotcha. today. So. Okay, that one was a little outside of our listening area. So. Right. Yeah. So CHBC and Sandoval now uh, game has been canceled for high school mm. uh, basketball. I keep looking on Flora Altamont just so everyone knows. Well, they said it was the phone call was supposed to happen at 1 o'clock. Oh, okay. So. Uh, it's not uh, Newton said noon for any of their extracurriculars. So. Gotcha, and that's a big game too with Newton and T Town. Yeah, especially Newton coming off the Little Line Conference Championship. I know surprising. Yeah, surprised me. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice one. But those those two games, both that game and the third place game, very close games as we thought entering the week. You know, we said those four teams put pull them out of a hat as far as who could win, and the game showed it. Right. So. Yeah, for sure. I know that they had a game quickly back on Saturday there at the yeah, Pinkneyville yeah. shootout yeah. that they lost to Marion. That's uh, a bigger still, school. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Decent drive, decent trek. Yeah. At the Pinkneyville yeah. as well. Yeah. Especially the night <laughs> after winning conference tur- conference championship. Yeah. I just wanted to be like, no, I want to enjoy wanna it. celebrate. Right. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Back to work the next day. Right back on, on the grind. Yeah. So. <laughs> No days off Newton. <laughs> nope, not at all. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, close out of the show talking a little uh, NFL, uh, some news and uh, notes that came out yesterday, and we'll see if we can get some uh, takes from uh, Eric about the uh, championship games as well coming up to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a 9-iron. 
sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot, and it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now, Steal my moment. thunder. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup on a 98.9 of the game. ESPN Radio. We're only here on ESPN Radio for, say, a little bit longer. But the uh, NFL, uh, Eric, you were not here yesterday. No. So uh, let's hit up on uh, some NFL news and notes to uh, close out uh, right. the uh, program. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that came out yesterday after the show, uh, got off the air for me that uh, Brock Purdy yeah. uh, was uh, diagnosed with a, a torn UCL in his elbow. Again, kind of an injury that a baseball player uh, has, yep. uh, but he's going to be out for, what, six months is the, they yep. said the, yep. the timetable uh, about Adam Schefter on a Monday. So, uh, man, what a unfortunate injury there in for San Francisco. And then their four-string quarterback gets hurt as well. In if the game. I'm a quarterback, I'm staying out of San Francisco. <laughs> Trey Lance, Jimmy G. They all did. Brock yeah. Purdy, and then the fourth string quarterback. Thompson. All got injured this year. Mm-hmm. If I'm a quarterback, I'm like, I am signing with any team besides San Francisco. Because right. something about their quarterbacks, is it bad offensive line play? I don't know what it is. But something about their quarterbacks, it's just too weird of a coincidence. All the quarterback injuries they've dealt with this year. No right. team has dealt with as many quarterback injuries as San Francisco this year. Right. Definitely hard to find a team that's yeah. had in more. But. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it was such a disappointment, Travis, because I think the 49ers were playing good. Mm-hmm. They were. And that injury happened so early in the game, there's nothing you could do about it if you were the mm-hmm. 49ers. Right. You know, uh, so. Uh, yeah, it just all started bad, and the wheels yeah. started to fall yeah. after, off after that. After it, uh, the Eagles had that one big pass play, and they couldn't get it challenged in time because they didn't have a good angle on it. Right. I guess the 49ers didn't, so that's why they didn't challenge it. And then the injury to Pretty, yeah. uh, that one was challenged and reversed right. to, for, to a fumble. And, you know, my thing is, you know, you look at the games from the weekend, Travis, and I think the NFL has to be kind of happy with the results because I think that those are two of the best teams all season in the Eagles and the Chiefs that will be playing in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So I think that's something the NFL is probably okay with. Mm-hmm. But as far as just looking at this weekend of games, horrible disappointment for the NFL. Those games weren't close, either one of them. Well, as a disappointment because you're getting some slack about the officiating yeah. uh, in both games, but particularly and, the AFC Championship And game. that's all anyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's a bad it, – it, it wasn't a good weekend for the NFL. Mm-hmm. They'll take a week off and try to correct everything for the big game and try and end that with a – you know, because uh, I've said this for years. The NFL is a sport. Yes, it sure is. They're also in the world of entertainment too. Don't tell me they're not. They get paid by TV ratings just like everybody else does. Yeah, the Super Bowl is going to be watched regardless, though. Oh, yes, 100%. And that's why I think the Super Bowl is one of the most clean games of the year. 
Yeah. Because they know so many eyeballs are on it already. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it was the Chiefs or 49ers or Bengals 49ers or no, Bengals no, no. Eagles. No, no, no. But I think the NFL wants close games. Close games get more people talking. Close games gets more people, you know, tuning in. You'll call up your friends or you'll go on Facebook and say, look at this right. game. Or you go on Twitter. Look at this. Tune in. Right. Yeah. The Blowouts Eagles. do nothing for them. Yeah, the Eagles 49ers game. Yeah. I was like, all right, when's the second game going to start? Right. Everyone kind of already felt like some anticipation for a Burrow versus Mahomes, but then when it became more and more of a blowout, like, all yeah. right, when does the next one start? Yeah. And then that game, I mean, it just was I mean, it just it wasn't, wasn't exciting. The Bengals uh Chiefs game, it wasn't exciting really until the end. Until the end, yeah. So, again, this weekend and obviously the, the Super Bowl are about the casual fan. Mm-hmm. The casual fan's not sitting around for three quarters to see something exciting happen. Mm-hmm. At least I yeah. don't think they are. They're going to yeah, tune no. in at the end. That's why Super Bowl commercials are more expensive in the first quarter. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to be watching then. Yep. Yep. So. Because you'll have a game like the the one year where it was, uh, you know, I, I always call it the uh, the Superdome, the Superdome Super Bowl where they turn the lights out. That game was a stinker before that. Yes. And then, you know, that was the NFL saying, hey, we need to, we need to get something there to get people more interested. It's probably, it was uh, Beyonce's fault. Sure, you can blame it on B. That's fine. That's um, such a powerful show that yes, blew a fuse or something. Let's Moving on. Uh-huh. Colts still looking for their head coach, but they're interviewing Brian Callahan to have his second interview this week, um, yeah, his first interview with the Colts, January 20th. Indy began with a list of 14 candidates, Travis, that have been whittled down. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. To Callahan. Yeah. Uh, the Packers special teams coordinator, Rich Basaka. Mm-hmm. Broncos defensive coordinator, uh, Eero Ivero. Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris. And Colts interim coach, Jeff Saturday. Mm. Who are you picking out of that group? <laughs> I don't know. Anyone but Jeff Saturday. And let's talk about Frank Wright. Yeah. Hired Carolina. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. New job in Carolina. Because he obviously was so great in Indy. Mm-hmm. He was. Not so he's so going to go to another place that doesn't have a quarterback. Fits right in. Right at mm-hmm. home, I think. Right. Maybe they hope they fix his Sam Darnold, I guess. <laughs> What are the what decisions are these people making? I Who's know. making these decisions? Well, and then also I thought I heard something about with the Broncos and their head coaching search that they talked with Coach Harbaugh. Yeah, again. I saw that too. I thought he was staying in Michigan, right? Yeah, Didn't he so. say that? Yeah, he came out All with right. a statement. Yeah, I don't like more than once, both him and the school. Last thing before we get off the air here, mm-hmm. Kellen Moore going to the Chargers. Yep. I think this is a great move for everyone involved. He had to leave Dallas. He was spinning his wheels there in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Dallas needed to move on from him. He needed to move on from Dallas. If he wasn't going to get a head coaching job, which it didn't sound like he was on anyone's radar to be interviewed for a head coaching job, I think the Chargers are a great place to land with Justin Herbert. I like that pairing a lot. If Kellen Moore can find his mojo, because minus the one year Dak was injured, he has had a top five offense the four years he was in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he can't do it. 
Now, he did have some of the better players. Do the Chargers have those players? In certain positions, they do. They do so yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see that. I like that pairing a lot. Yeah, definitely an interesting, interesting move there for sure. All right, uh, so uh, that will do it uh, for uh, the uh, show. Coming up in uh, the uh, podcast, we got more uh, NBA and NHL and uh, some uh, NASCAR things as well oh, coming lots, up. You lots won't, of NASCAR. You won't want to miss it. And uh, catch us there on the pod. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Fitz and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Back in to the starting lineup. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up here into the pod, we got uh, national sports. We got more NBA to uh, talk about the uh, NHL. And we got uh, some NASCAR stuff to get to as well. Something special that Eric's been uh, cooking up. And it's time to unleash uh, that coming up here in just a little bit. First, before we get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter? They want to hit on? Yes, NFL teams will have more money to spend ahead of next season. That's because the salary cap is increasing to a new record of $224.8 million. That's more than $16 million bump from last season. Teams have until mid-March to make sure they come under the cap. So we'll have to see how teams want to spend that money. Uh, Also, it was reported just as we went on the show that Dexter Fowler, uh, former baseball player, has retired. Yeah, why isn't that first thing? Why wasn't that first things first? Well, but someone who I thought was going to retire, Travis, but who has re-upped for another year, and that's uh, the Royals are bringing back Zach Granke for another year. Thought for sure he was done. The 39-year-old mm-hmm. pitcher has agreed to a deal with Kansas City for the upcoming season. According to multiple reports, financial terms were not unknown. Granke went 4-9 and nine on the mound last season with a 368 ERA. Hmm. Well, Zach Greinke coming back for another year. Harvey, do you know that he is first among active pitchers in starts and innings pitched? No, no one active has pitched more than he has. Wow. Innings and starts. Hmm. I guess you don't think about that because he's, like, started his career with the Royals. Now he's, he's at the end of his career in the, in the, with the Royals. He was with the Brewers, wasn't he, for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been everywhere. Yeah, he's hopped around a bit. He was like one of those pitchers that was kind of a hot commodity at the trade deadline yeah. or whatnot. He spent some time in Houston too. So yeah, he did spend some time in Houston. And the Diamondbacks? Am I wrong on that? You may have. Yeah, I'm looking this so. up right now. Yes, I see the Diamondbacks jersey. So yeah, he. Yeah, look at all those numbers. Yeah, he's got a lot of them. <laughs> They don't pop up. They don't pop up, it looks like. Or maybe my computer's just slow learning. Maybe. That could be. It could be. All right, yeah. Astros, he spent uh, two years with the Astros. Uh, He spent two years with the Diamondbacks. He spent, uh, oh, three years with the Diamondbacks. Um, Because they changed jerseys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two years with the Dodgers. I forgot he was with the Dodgers. Yep. A year with the Angels. Two years with the Brewers, four uh, a lot of years with the Royals. He spent most of his years with the Royals. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, there you go. He'll be coming back. Coming back. Coming back to the Royals, though. 04 is when he made his debut, Travis. The age Mm. of 20. He is now 38. You want him to pitch till 2024? And that way he can retire after, you know, an even even amount. Mm -hmm. Eight years in Kansas City, four in Arizona, three with the Dodgers, three with Houston, two with Milwaukee, and one with the Angels. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, been everywhere, man. Yep. Much better record, by the way, in the NL than against the than in the AL. In the AL, he's been there longer, but he's ninety two and eighty eight. In the NL, he's one hundred and thirty one and fifty three. Travis, mm. that's really good. Yeah, nice. I don't think he gets to two hundred or two hundred fifty wins though. He's at two twenty three. No, that's yeah, that's a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was looking to see like if either. there's a big thing that he's like trying to reach for. To keep him going for a year. Right. I mean, he's less than 200 strikeouts away from 3,000 strikeouts. Hmm. Can he get 200 strikeouts, though? I don't know. That's a lot of strikeouts. He's gotten uh, 242 as the highest in his career in a season. Yeah, I don't know if he has the strikeout stuff anymore. He may be around for a little while (laughs) if he's wanting to reach that goal. I don't know. He just doesn't want to... Just doesn't want to give it up. He's like Tom Brady. He doesn't have anything else. Right. Got nothing exactly. else. Exactly. Oh, that Tom. Yeah, you know the chatter is right now, right, though? What's that? The, uh, since the pretty injury, uh, they're going to trade Trey Lance, and they're going to ah, get Tom Brady get Tom for Brady. a year and then have pretty as the backup. And you mentioned Travis. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun here with Zach Greinke. Sorry, Zach. We're gonna have some fun with Zach Greinke. So he was traded in 2010 from the Royals with uh, Uneski Betancourt. Yeah, that's a name. To the Brewers mm-hmm. for Lorenzo Cain. Yep. Alcides Escobar. Yep. Jeremy Jeffries mm-hmm. and Jake Odorizzi. Mm-hmm. Who who do you think won that trade? <laughs> I guess it, I I it's a push. I don't think either either side ended up being super well off in that. Oh, the Royals ended up flipping Kane, I think. I mean, Kane was good for He was. He was. Uh, then he was traded from the Brewers to the Angels for Johnny Helwig, Adele Pania, mm-hmm. and Gene Segura. Gene Segura. Yeah. And then finally in 2019, he was traded by the Diamondbacks to the Astros for Seth Beer, J.B. Bulkhouses, Corbin Martin, and Jose Rojas. Oh. Those household names. Household names there. Jeez. <sighs> yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> there's that. Now, the, the one last that? thing I want to talk about is this Pro Bowl thing. This Pro Can we talk Bowl about this? Thing. Yes. Please. All right. So, Tyler Huntley and Trevor Lawrence have been added to the Pro Bowl rosters. First of all, Trevor Lawrence, I have no problem with. I thought he had a pretty good, specifically, end of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he's deserving because of injuries. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes not being in it, obviously, because he's going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, it was supposed to be Mahomes, Allen, and Joe Burrow were selected as the backup. So, it would have been Mahomes, Allen, Bur- Burrow. And the alternates were Tua, Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. Yep. Well, Mahomes, obviously, is playing in the Super Bowl. Yep. Four other quarterbacks are not able to play due to injury. So, Allen with his elbow. Tong Vailo with a concussion, Herbert with the shoulder, and Lamar because of his knee. Mm-hmm. So yep. because of that, 
they found a spot for Tyler Huntley. They did. Who this season threw two touchdowns and three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Travis. Pro Bowl numbers there. Travis. Mm-hmm. Can we officially say that on this day, the 31st day of January in the year 2023, the Pro Bowl has died? Yes. This is the end of it. It's Like, if you're getting this quarterback to be in the Pro Bowl, time. yes, I know it's been dead for a while. They've tried so many ways to make it work. This is officially the end. Mm-hmm. You can't have a quarterback who has thrown two touchdowns and three picks make the roster. Right. That yeah. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Should not happen. Right. Yeah, 100%. Oh, but he's on the team that the other guy was on. No, that's not a good enough excuse. Right. It's not like the <laughs> NBA where you can make that argument because they play the same amount of minutes. Yeah, nope. Like, if one quarterback is the starting quarterback for your team, there's not another starting quarterback. Yeah. But there's another 10 teams from the AFC that have starting quarterbacks that are not on a pro ball roster that probably played more games through more touchdowns. Yep. I mean, Derek Carr was also added. Derek Carr was also added as well. (laughs) He's got to put on that Raider helmet or Raider jersey one more time. Oh. I mean, I think maybe that's just a tie with Vegas more more than anything. Right. And because the Pro Bowl is in Vegas. Right, right. It's the only thing I could see. I don't know. I mean, uh, this was just kind of the the fourth option for the Pro Bowl, and I don't think uh, Pro Bowl has been a thing. I don't think the players care about it. And so if the players don't care about it, playing in it, the biggest superstars don't care about playing in it, then why should I? Yeah, and why should it be a thing? Like, just end it. Just have the week off. That's fine. Like, okay, he had a bad season. Russell Wilson? Yeah, is, no. No? Okay. What about... Not a pro bowler. Hold on. I'm, go, I'm going through the AFC right now. Um, not Deshaun Watson. Ryan Tannehill, he got injured and pulled. No, he got hurt. Um, not Matt Ryan, no. <laughs> Mac Jones? I, maybe he's more deserving. Is he more deserving, more deserving than, than Tyler Huntley? Than Tyler Huntley? That's what I'm saying. That's the mm-hmm. argument here. Yeah. Zach Wilson? The Jets no. were competitive at one point in the season. Yeah, but I don't think that was because of Zach Wilson. That was because of uh, that uh, Mike White guy. Wow, why does the AFC have no quarterbacks after like the top four? Mm-hmm. Wow. Maybe uh, maybe Kenny Pickett deserves it more than Huntley. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was hurt too. I don't remember. <sighs> but yeah. Ridiculous. Pro Bowl is what it is. It's. It doesn't mean anything to the players, so yep. I, that's why I thought it wasn't that big, big of a thing. That now this time it wasn't because these guys are opting out. Sometimes it was because they're opting out, but it's because all the other alternates are injured or playing in the right uh, Super Bowl. Right. I guess maybe uh, Joe Burrow would Which, be opting out again. Is another reason why you don't have it in the week between the Super Bowl and the championship games. Do it after the season so that the Super Bowl quarterback can be in it and the mm. Super Bowl players can be in it that were voted in. Yeah, that's how it used to be. But. I mean, with like the XFL and the USFL and the summer leagues taking place, why couldn't you just have a game two weeks after the Super Bowl for the NFL? Right. 
Yeah, and then it's kind of like, well, you know, some of the players probably would be done playing football and they wouldn't care, and it used to be a cool thing to go over to Hawaii after the season, but now it's just, okay, we're going to go to Vegas. They've all been to Vegas. Right. Maybe after you've been to Vegas a few times, it loses its luster. Here's the thing, though, Travis, and and I've been the arguer of saying don't do this, (laughs) but, all right, are you ready? I'm I'm going to make, I'm going to fix it all. Do it two weeks after the Super Bowl and do it in Europe. Mm, two do it weeks. London, Germany, wherever you want in London or in Europe that you're already trying to get games there on a regular week in the season. Do the Pro Bowl over there. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe prob- not two weeks. Do three. Do four. Do it. No. If you keep pushing it back out, people are going to care less and less about it. In general, fans, I mean, and then the players, too. Like, eh, we don't want to do this, like, four weeks after the season. We just want to be done. We want to get into the off season. A we week? enjoy our families. A week? A week, yeah. Maybe. What if you did it after – never mind. I was going to say, what if you did it the, after the, the regular season and you put a week in there? Yeah, but then, then no one's gonna who's on a playoff team is gonna be in it, right? Exactly. So even even less of the marquee players right. uh, playing in it. Do it at the beginning. Make that the Hall of Fame game. Hmm. See, that's too too long after the season, and it's kind of like, eh, these players were good last season, but think you're kind of over it at that point but it's an exhibition game it doesn't matter then you're you're taking, the whole game doesn't matter i'm saying then you're taking players away from their uh team and their training camps and whatnot building yes, relationships with all of players. those all of those players who are in the pro Bowl are definitely participating 100 percent in training camp and the first preseason game of the year a hundred you're you're right you're exactly right <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm trying to play. I know you are. Devil's advocate. I know you are. Uh, fourth alternate, not the first choice, not even the second choice. He's like the eighth the alternate at fourth, this point. Fifth choice, Tyler Huntley, going to the Pro Bowl, and we still got a couple more days until the Pro Bowl officially uh, gets underway. They are doing these uh, games, these Thursday games that are leading up to the uh, flag football game on uh, Sunday, and these mini games that are going to be played starting on Thursday are going to affect the score or get points towards the uh, outcome of the, I guess they're playing three flag football games on uh, Sunday with Peyton Manning and Eli being the, um, the coaches flag football. So dumb. Yay. You know what makes it even more dumber, Travis? I know it's not a word, but I just used it more dumber. Uh Uh-huh. Is the you fact sound that more dumber? Yeah, I know it does. Even if this ends up being really cool and people really like it, you know where it won't be? Where Madden? Oh yeah. You can't reenact this. Like if this flag football ends up being cool and like the events leading up to it being cool and people are invested in it and really like it, it won't be a Madden. No. So you can't reenact it. Yeah. You can't take your player through it. No. Sorry, I'm on a Madden kick lately. So, it, Hey, speaking of video games, yeah, cover of MLB The Show was revealed yesterday. 
Who's on it? Oh, wait a minute. Um, is it Jazz Chisholm? Mm-hmm. Your guy? Yep. Jazz. I don't know if he's the most deserving. Yeah. It's not an awful idea, awful pick. I mean, yeah. young, marketable. The cover looks bright. Unfortunately, he plays in Miami, so not a lot of people mm-hmm. see him. Yeah. Including people in Miami. He's just a young player. He has some yeah. personality, too, as a celebration and whatnot. But it's it is kind of game. a – you have to admit it is kind of a letdown after the past couple of years. Yeah. Of who they But had. I think it's someone – it is someone different, which it I is. like. I mean, you could have easily selected Judge there after the season that he had. He couldn't do Otani back-to-back seasons and whatnot. But uh, he's just kind of one of the young players that you're trying to – bring to uh, stardom i guess and the cover looks bright uh, unfortunately like we said he plays for he... and he's also gonna apparently be switching positions as well oh is he what's he gonna play now i mean he's gonna play in the outfield uh, okay i think he's gonna play center field huh. they acquired that guy from the twins in that trade for pablo lopez mm. that second baseman and oh yeah jazz plays second all right base. so here's the show travis mm-hmm. here we go Cover athletes. So the first one was Ortiz back in 06. Okay. Mm-hmm. 08, you had Ryan Howard. Yep. These aren't all of them. I, I'll give you that. Well, it's just the show. The, right. Right. But so, so let's go recently. Starting in 2016. Mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson. 17, you had Griffey. 18 was Judge. So you can't have Judge on it again, obviously. Mm-hmm. 20 was Baez. Yep. 21 was um, Tatis Jr., mm-hmm. and 22 was Otani. Yep. I'm sorry, Jazz Chisholm. You are a step down from those guys. <laughs> You're not in that sure. tier. Sure. I mean, is he kind of on the same tier as Baez, though? Baez at that point and won a World Series and had the personality that people knew about. Mm. And the point of that game, if I remember correctly, was defense. And he was known for the flashy tags and whatnot. So, I would say Josh Donaldson, I'd put him in that category. Right. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a good player at that point. But he's good, but a not step great. Down. Yeah, he's taking a step down, too. Yeah. So Some I, of his antics. I remember all those covers. Yeah, I don't think I had. I mean, I had, I think I had I mean, even 16 the on. For some reason, I don't remember the one with uh, McCutcheon. McCutcheon, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, I don't remember that one. Well, supposedly, yeah, this is from the Diamond Dynasty, I think, where you could get all these players. They're not like the actual cover. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, I remember every single one up until that point, and uh, go up a little bit. But there are quite a few missing. Like, we don't have 19. Oh, I was gonna, oh yeah. I was going to say, I don't uh, see Puig on that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have 19. You don't have 15. You don't have 12 or 11. So, it's kind of an incomplete list. Gotcha. But, in any event, I don't think that's a bad one. Dustin Pedroia was on a cover. David Wright was on a cover. Adrian Gonzalez was on a cover. Yes, but that was kind of before it was called the show, I think, technically, right? No, those are all the show. Hmm. MLB the show. They just weren't. Hmm. Yeah, you would think that you would punch that in and 
you think that would be one of the first An easy things thing that, to come up. That yeah, pops no. Up, but nope, I see the list that you're looking at there, but that's over the years. Maybe, maybe that. Now Man, here's the thing. The Puig one. MLB The Show tweeted this out. Follow Jazz Chisholm's journey from a sand lot in the Bahamas all the way to the majors. If that is not a mode where I am getting picked up from a sand lot somewhere in my player mode, then <laughs> I am very disappointed. That's all I'm going to say. And all I know is I'm setting myself up for a disappointment for um, – oh, the Bryce Harper was on the cover too. That was, was yeah. missing in there yeah. too. Um, I already know that I'm setting myself up for a disappointment with no World Baseball Classic yeah. stuff. What's up with video games now? They're all so awful. Uh, it's all about the rights to it's, all the players it's and the classic. rights and it's microtransactions. That's what sports games are nowadays, and games in general, actually. It's all about yeah. microtransactions. Whoever spends more money gets to do more things. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. DLC and patches and everything like that remember travis when you were young and you would go and get a game and you'd put it in the system and there would be a glitch and there's nothing you could do about it you just had to play through it yeah it's tough luck tough luck sorry kid yep you had a skip in the disc that you rented from blockbuster Mm -hmm. your options are to take it back or to just deal with it right yep and we just dealt with it we dealt with it take it back to blockbuster no, there mom said I get one rental a week. <laughs> I can't take it back. I got to keep playing. Or did you ever rent a game and the very first time you played it, you're like, I hate this. But you forced yourself to keep playing it until the due date because oh, you didn't want to waste your rental you got. Yeah, for sure. It's like, oh, this game is the worst. Mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. a perfect one that's going to make you laugh. You, you want to know what mine is for that? It's that. ECW Hardcore Revolution. Rented that for PlayStation like 1. Oh, it was awful. Mm-hmm. But I forced myself to play it. Yeah, I man, I definitely remember playing that game uh, for sure. It I was awful. Remember. It was the first one. It was a skinned yeah, over Warzone. It was awful. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. Awful. But I think maybe back in the day I didn't hate it as oh, much as... I hated it the first time I played it. Because uh, it had, you had, to, you had the, the sequence the codes you had to put image. in. Oh, that was the second one. You're thinking uh, of Anarchy Rules. That was number two. Gotcha. But Hardcore Revolution, and it had you had to put in the launch codes to do a move where it's like triangle, triangle, square, circle, up, up, down, down, left to do a kick. Mm-hmm. It's like, anyways. Yeah, I we're getting off on a tangent uh, here on video I definitely games. Have the have those, but hey, you mean you brought up Madden, so I did. That's because yeah. I was just I, I was just playing Madden and <laughs> I was watching Madden and it was upsetting and just, me. And that's just brought up the jazz chism yes because it used to be better because madden games used to be better and i want it to be that way again Mm -hmm. yep but nope never again never again never be as good that's because you people keep playing ultimate team if you would quit playing ultimate team we'd get better madden and college football probably won't be the same oh no it's gonna be awful (laughs) don't bring it up because ea's doing it they don't care about anything yeah, it's already coming out a year later than it was supposed to come out this year. Lousy EA. It's yep. like I'm not holding out much hope for PGA Tour Golf either. Have you seen videos for that? No. Yeah, it's... I mean, the graphics looked cool, but I... It's on a PS5, so it's like I'm, I'm I'm, not going to have those graphics. I haven't found one of those yet. Yeah, so. yeah. 
mean, speaking of golf, Travis, mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson's in shape and he's ready for a great season. Yes, in shape. And Bubba Let's Watson go. is happy to return to the Masters uh, dinner. Mm. I hope they put all the live golf guys at their own table, like away from everyone, like yeah, like the kid would. table. Yeah, I would imagine they would. <laughs> <laughs> I so. thoroughly enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There you go. All right, here. So uh, let's get to uh, some NBA stuff and NHL before we get to uh, Eric's NASCAR thing that he's been working on. Uh, let's take a look at action from the NBA. We already talked about Luca's 53-point performance. It was the magic over the 76ers, 119 to 109. It was the uh, Kings over the Timberwolves in OT, 118 to 111. Warriors over the uh, Thunder, 128 to 120. Steph Curry dropping uh, 38 on the Thunder last night. Wizards over the Spurs, 127-106. It was the uh, Suns over the Raptors, 114 to 106, and the Blazers over the Hawks, 129 to 125. Dame Lillard goes 442, and it was also uh, Kyrie leading the Nets over the Lakers, 121 to 104. It was the LeBronless Lakers. That's right, he has set out last night's game. And did you know that uh, KD and LeBron have not faced each other in 11 straight meetings? The last time uh, that LeBron squared off against KD was when KD was with the Warriors in 2018. I think he's scared. LeBron and KD really haven't played each other since 2018. That's nuts. KD's always hurt. He was hurt, of course. And LeBron just set out last night, I guess, with load management. So. Uh, Yeah. I'm. What did you think about LeBron's uh, temper tantrum after the non-call? I found it hilarious. Well, it was hilarious with Patch Beverly, but uh, LeBron was a little bit over the top there. I mean, did he have an argument? Yes, but how many calls did you not gotten that you've gotten, LeBron? Like He's gotten at least four or five calls this season that they could have had four or five more wins. Yep. That were taken away by officials. And the officials, like I said yesterday, went uh, to Twitter and said, whoopsie. Our bad. Guess what? It's gut wrenching. It happens to everyone. But it's not supposed to have the superstars like LeBron James. They're supposed to be getting calls like this. Stephen A. Smith said on first take this morning. Well, guess what? They didn't. You have the replay system. You obviously didn't use it. No. So. No. I feel no sympathy for you, LeBron. None whatsoever. <laughs> None. Zero. No. Zilch. No. Besides, that forced overtime, right? It did. More points for you to get LeBron to get closer to Kareem. Right. You should be happy I mean, for overtime. You could taken, You should have double overtime. You still needed to hit both free throws after that foul, and then you had the entire overtime session to overcome it. Yeah. To win it anyways. Yeah, and you couldn't win it because you were just so – not there emotionally. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're not the best player. <laughs> he must have spent like a good five. Oh, yeah. Like he was on the floor. Minutes, right. Yeah. It was gut wrenching uh, for him. It's like he brand. lost the final. It's like he lost the finals or something there. It's like he needs his binky. I know. A bottle. That's who LeBron is. Man, I didn't get a call. Mm hmm. How many Illini football games did we lose this year, Travis, because we didn't get a call? Uh, we lost a few. Quite a few. 
How many times did our Michigan. star players get on all four, all four on on the field and start banging on the ground because they didn't get a call? None. None. No. How many Suck How many Bengals players did that when they lost on Sunday? Yeah, no, that one that pushed uh, Mahomes. Well, yeah, that one, yeah. He but he was, he wasn't on the ground making yeah. a, a you know crying about it like LeBron. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say uh, Bengals fans on social media are uh, making them more think about it than the players are, but maybe that was because they don't want to get fined or something. Yeah, know. but that's also, I mean, let's let's be real here, Travis. Those diehard NFL fans are a little nuts. They like are. the ones who their team lose and they throw their TV, Cowboys fans, throw their TVs <laughs> out in the yard and do burnouts on them and stuff. <laughs> like, you are a moron. Yeah. You are an idiot. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I love the guys who, you know, go up and punch the TV. Yeah. Break it. Well, what did mm-hmm. you just do? You just cost yourself 400 bucks for a new TV. Mm-hmm. Way to go. You, you showed, showed that team. You showed that team how disappointed you were. Mm-hmm. And you also got some uh, clout on TikTok. Hey, or... guess what? If the team actually cared about you as a fan, they would send you a new TV. But they really don't care about you. Yeah, no, they're not going to send you a TV for being an idiot. Right, exactly. TV because we lost. Yeah, I mean, I've been passionate about. I would. I'm passionate about the Line Eye football season yeah. this year, and uh, I think another scenario back in the day about wrestling, but. I never would have punched my, my no. TV. No, I've broken a few controllers for video games. Yeah, but, yeah, I've done that, but never a TV issue. So I did that as recently as a week ago with the controller. I didn't break the controller, but I threw it down in a fit hey, of rage. You can't do that to these controllers. No, they they break more easily these days. I was just mad because mine wouldn't connect with my PlayStation. Yeah, I have such a problem more, with my PS4 controller connecting with my PlayStation. And they're more so they're more expensive. Bluetooth is better. No. Before I could just... All right. I'm sounding like an old man here. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quit. Right. Get off the, the soapbox. <laughs> I'm going to quit off, here talking yeah. about... Back in my day, yeah, we rented video lawn. games and we had <laughs> controllers that plugged into the games. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Hey. Amen. Amen to that. Uh... The game's going on tonight in the association. You got two of LeBron's former team, the Heat and the Cavs, scoring off tonight. The Lakers and Knicks. We'll see if LeBron plays tonight there in New York. Clippers against the Bulls, Hornets, Bucks, Pelicans, Nuggets. And that Pelicans-Nuggets game, second game of the doubleheader on TNT, the Lakers and the Knicks will be the first game of the doubleheader. All right, what else happened in the NHL from last night? Well, it's going to be a quick recap because the Blues were the only team in action last night, or at least they were supposed to be. They didn't show up. They were for two periods. Four goals they let up in the third period. Another empty netter as well. No other team has let up more empty netters than we have. It's the Blues losing to the Jets 4-2, and uh, people having meltdowns on Twitter of uh, who we're going to sell off now with the uh, performances that we're putting in. Four goals in the third period. Crazy. Not not good. And also, uh, they probably lead the league as well, letting up three or more goals in a single period this season as well. So, uh, there you go. Blues lose again. Again. Uh, 
games going on uh, tonight, a few games before the break. Uh, Kings, Hurricanes, Capitals, Blue Jackets, Senators, Canadians. And I think that uh, tomorrow will be the last couple games before the uh, break officially begins there. So see some highlights of the uh, All-Star Games skill games over there playing on ESPN. So coming up very, very soon. Uh, that's all that happened in the NHL. All righty. Mm, let's see. I don't think I have anything else until uh, except for NASCAR. All righty. Well, let's talk about current NASCAR first before we get into our project here, or my project here. Um, and that is we talked about media rights. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about this. Well, supposedly uh, Fox and NBC just want to continue kind of with the deal they have. As far as streaming goes, it looks like Amazon is the only one that's in play. But they have been told by NASCAR, according to reports, that they will not get a cup race. NASCAR really feels that all of the cup races should be on traditional media mm-hmm. because of the importance of that. So they would get like the Xfinity series or a truck series or something like that. So. I don't know how well that's going to go over with Amazon. If I'm paying money yeah. to you, I'd like to have a cup race, mm-hmm. at least one or two. But so there's that. We also talked, Travis, about the teams wanting a bigger cut of the pie as far as the media rights deal. Well, the number has come out, Travis, and the teams. <laughs> so right now, under the current agreement, 65% of the money that comes in from this TV deal goes to um, the tracks themselves mm-hmm. to maintain improve stuff like that 25 percent goes to the teams so that means that teams now can earn as much about eight to ten million dollars per car per year now those are for the top cars in the league so like kyle larson chase elliott the guys who are always at the front yeah okay those who perform badly at the end you know finish in last place every week or close to last every week get about half of that so you're looking at four to five million dollars per car mm-hmm. per year Teams say it costs them around $18 million for a top car to run as a top car. Yeah. Which means they're losing money walking out the door. Yeah. By about $8 million a year right now. Mm-hmm. So the teams are wanting it to be increased from 8 to $10 million per car per year to 16 to $7 million annually. Mm. $16 to $18 million annually. That is an increase... Of about double. Wow. I don't think NASCAR is going to give that to him. No. So I am, we talked about this with the whole owners wanting to start their, or, or you know, the drivers kind of buying into some different leagues. And, you know, some of the owners looking at doing off-season races and stuff. They got to get this figured out. Yeah. And we've seen more and more NASCAR drivers going and doing SRX races during the week. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. Travis, if they don't get this figured out, now I don't know if we'll be celebrating 100 years of NASCAR in 25 years. Yeah. Because I don't know if there's going to be any Still teams be around. around. So with <laughs> that being said, we're transitioning now. Transition. This year is the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. 75 years wow. since NASCAR was formed. So in honor of that, I decided to sit down and find 75 moments, NASCAR moments, and I've put them in a somewhat order according to me. Mm-hmm. So this is my remembrance of things and how I thought it was memorable to me, and it's totally all based on me. Mm-hmm. 
So you can, I have a 100% option to disagree. So what we'll be doing is the Daytona 500 is 20, 19 days away as of today. Uh-huh. So we will do five of these a day to get us to the end of the list the Friday before the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. But today, because I missed yesterday, we have to do 10. Okay, 10. So here's my first 10 out of our 75 moments in NASCAR. 75 moments Here we in go. NASCAR. The first one I have is Regan Smith winning the Southern 500. Now, Travis is probably going, why is this on your list? I don't even know who Regan Smith is. Regan Smith is now a commentator on Fox. At the time, he was driving for a team that was low-funded out of Denver, Colorado, that being Furniture Road Motorsports. It was their first ever win. They would go on two years later to win a championship with Martin Truex Jr. Mm-hmm. So it was a absolute underdog story that he won one of the hardest races ever for this low-funded team. Mm-hmm. So that's number 75. 74, we got David Reagan's surprise win at Talladega. Talladega is known for, and Daytona both known for having surprise winners. David Reagan got Furniture Row Racing their first win. Next up, 73, we got Brian Vickers, who wrecked Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jr. to get his first career in at Talladega. If there's one thing you don't do, it's wreck Dale Jr. on the last lap of Talladega. Brian Vickers did it. He got everyone mad, and he also got his teammate Jimmy Johnson mad because he wrecked him as well. Uh, but I remember that. Mm. Next, 72, is kind of a lighthearted one, Travis, and that is Brad Keselowski's interview after he won the championship. Have you seen this interview with Brad Keselowski? No. At the time, he was sponsored by Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. He has a giant Miller Lite stein, and he's being interviewed by ESPN on SportsCenter Live. Uh-huh. And he is more than a little tipsy. <laughs> and it is one of the greatest things ever. Search it out if you have not seen it. Because mm. you can tell. And he even says in the interview, I've been drinking for a little while. <laughs> I'm having a good time. And all these people back here, yeah, I had a good time too. He ended up cutting his hand open in the middle of the the, the celebration he was having. Gosh. So go go search that one out if you're you're feeling froggy there. <laughs> Number 71, we have Buddy Baker becoming the first driver to go over 200 miles an hour in a stock car. This is well before my time, but going over 200 miles an hour is kind of a benchmark, so uh, I had to include that in there. Number 70, Brad Keselowski, back in 2013, 2014, excuse me, the playoff race in Charlotte, and basically he got in fights with everyone. He was in a fight with Tony Stewart. He was in a fight with Denny Hamlin. And he was in a fight with Matt uh, Kenseth all in the same race, including Matt Kenseth jumping him from behind in between trailers after the race. Gosh. It was one of the craziest scenes because, Travis, no joke, it was filmed like a wrestling thing because Keselowski's walking away and the cameraman's just standing there and you're in between two tractor trailers and all of a sudden just out of, of left frame, you just see this yellow guy just come running in and grab him from behind. And that was Matt Kenseth who just grabbed him from behind and they just started going at it. And it's like, there's no lights. Like, it, it was, I have a screenshot of it here. See, it's like, that looks like something that we would see on Monday night. Yeah. And no, that was a NASCAR race. <laughs> At a NASCAR event. Yes. Yes. Wow. Number 69, we have from 
now I think it would be 2021. Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman at Martinsville. Alex Bowman wrecked Denny Hamlin at the end of the race in Martinsville. He ended up getting the win, and then Denny Hamlin came and tried to ruin his celebration. Alex Bowman was doing burnouts, and Denny Hamlin came up and drove into him nose-to-nose, and they had a standoff doing the burnout. So it was uh, very memorable. Okay. Kind of remember yes. that. Uh, number 68, we have uh, Austin Dillon in his first career cup race at Daytona, putting the three on the pole. It was the first time the three had been driven at Daytona in a cup race since Dale Earnhardt's accident, and Austin Dillon put it on the pole that year. So it was wow. kind of a sentimental wow, moment. Yeah. yeah. Number cool. 67, we have from 2020, the Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott fight at Bristol, where... Chase Elliott basically took Kevin Harvick out of the race. And Kevin Harvick was not happy with him because he would have won that race. Mm -hmm. So, there's that. Number 66, Jamie McMurray back in 2002 won his first ever race in just his second career start. Fastest to ever win a race in their career. Wow. Two starts. That's very impressive. Jamie McMurray. Jamie McMurray. And finally, our last one out of these ten. In 2012, during a red flag during the Daytona 500 for the Juan Pablo Montoya jet dryer accident, the cars were all stopped on the backstretch, Brad Keselowski sent a tweet from inside of his car. It became the first tweet ever sent from inside of a motorsports vehicle during the event. He would subsequently get fined from NASCAR, and they also banned phones from being in cars. Because not only, obviously, no texting and driving, but also, you know, you can get a technology advantage because of that. Um, But at the time, they didn't have that. They were allowing the guys to have their phones in their cars for testing at Daytona. So they had a slot for it. And Brad said, my car still had the slot in it, so I just had it in there. And we were stopped on the backstretch, so he took a picture from inside the the car looking into turn three where all the jet dryer fuel was burning and stuff like that. And it became the first tweet. To ever be twittered from a NASCAR car. What? So there you go. Phone inside your car. Yes. Wow. Yeah, my my phone is not getting anywhere near near NASCAR. My car. Yeah. No. Number one, I'm busy. But also, if I get into a wreck, it could cause yes. my phone to break. But so geez. tomorrow we will have our next five. That includes uh, a couple of interesting things. Interesting. Ones. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So there you go. There you go. All right. As we uh, march towards, we march towards the Daytona 500. Daytona. Yes. The 75 best moments, according to Eric. According to me, only me. That's all that matters. <laughs> My opinion. That's right. According to Eric in the NASCAR, and like you said, the the clash this Sunday coming up on Sunday. We'll have more more about that later on. Cool. What a busy day. I thought. That, uh, you know, NFL, not a lot going on in between the Super Bowl and the championships. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah, there on is. Sunday. There is, yeah. So, crazy. Yep, look forward to it. All right, we'll look forward to the rest of your list as well. But uh, that will do it for us today, and we're getting out of here. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll be uh, back with you tomorrow. Eric will try to make it two in a row tomorrow. We're going to try. He's going to try. All right. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.